Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 303 for Pets 6.2. We are a podcast covering World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface. And this is Root. Coming up here in episode number 303 of HearthCast, we are going to cover a little bit of Hearthstone news because Hearthstone's gone wild. And I actually wipe archaeology off my big whiteboard of no. So, Freckleface, what did you do this week in the Blizzard universe? Well, I did have a, a lot of time. I got a nasty cold. Nasty cold. Yeah, you nasty did. Cold. You sick. I'm so sorry. I was sick sorry. for like a while. I haven't been that sick in a while. Um, it left me kind of foggy headed. You know. You, uh, so you, I was like home. I didn't like leave my house for a week and a half. You missed our episode on the Game Case Show with Cuddles. I did, but I was there in the chat room. Yes. I was heckling you and you didn't even read it. I couldn't see it. I have old man eyes, right? Yeah. And the chat was like small. <laughs> I wasn't was on the small. Twitch channel though. So I was just in, you know, I had like Skype open on, and so I didn't see it. Right. I was in Twitch. Yeah. I was there supporting you guys. Well, yeah, good. Yeah, good. I'm sad I, I missed I it. I appreciate it though. But I did enjoy listening to you and Cuddles. Uh, Cuddles is very funny. He is a funny guy. So I wanted something mindless. So I started playing Diablo because the game is very repetitive. It really is. The combat's very repetitive. It's very repetitive, and it's one of those things like I don't know. It's you get a lot done with just a couple of of miscellaneous random clicks and button pressing. Right. And the differences between that and WoW is like, WoW, you, you pick up a quest and you do three in five minutes in one area. And Diablo, you pick up one quest and it's the go find this thing. Well, you have this huge map and it, everything's really dark except for what's right in front of you, which makes it scary. Right. But it's a lot of exploring. You don't know if you're going in the right direction or not. You just keep going one direction like, oh, here's an edge. Let me turn. So the quests are repetitive. They take a long time, but they're mindless. They're entertaining. And I had never played all the way through before. On story mode or adventure? Oh, camp, whatever. Yeah, yeah, campaign mode. mode. Campaign mode? Yeah, okay. which is story mode. So I decided I wanted to do it. And about Act 2, I got really hooked. Uh-huh. So I just decided, I was like, man, I just have to keep playing. Um, so I finished it. Well, let me put this way. I got up to level 60. Beat Diablo. Right. How cool is that? That was fun. It's really fun. And then I started working on uh, the expansion content, the Reaper of Souls, and I got up to the last boss, um, fighting the big guy Mouthiel. Okay. Um, and I couldn't beat him. Oh. It's just a really hard um, design encounter. Well, There's a lot of stuff to it. If you're stuck on it. Just look in your friends list and get someone to jump in your game with you. <laughs> well, what I decided to do is just gear up more, so I switched over to adventure mode. Okay, yeah. And I uh, played around with that, and then I started a new character just to see what it would be like to start from level one in adventure mode, and that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, it is a fun, fun game, and like you said, it's one of those things where if you just need that that uh, that Novakine-type game, yeah, it really works. Yeah. So um, that's the only really significant thing I did uh, past couple weeks. Well, you've been ill. Yeah. Feeling a little better? Feeling better. Yeah, good. getting there. Good, good. How about you? Well, I started picking up 
and choosing different heroic or mythic bosses out of the current raid tier to go pick up just stuff I needed. So if you look on, there's a couple websites that'll tell you what gear you need and what boss has that gear. So I was going to those sites and getting what I needed or getting the bosses that I needed. And it started with a friend inviting me to his raid. And I'm like, okay. He's like, we're just doing this one boss. I'm like, yeah, well, there's there's some gear I need off that boss. If, if it drops, great. And once I did that, I was like, you know what? What else do I need? And then it was, I've been just using the group finder for it. And it's been great. Uh, okay, so not the um, the queue. You're just going in through the... Uh, no, the queue, the, the rent, yeah. So you really list yourself in the custom oh, groups okay. and, you know... You can, well, it's not really a queue. No. It's, it's a listing. Yeah. But it's, like, you're not just queuing and waiting for something to no, pop. No, Okay, you're actually finding people. Yes. Okay. Right, and and it's been fun. It's Good. really been fun. And at the same time, I decided to go back and do all of LFR. Why did you do that? To see where it's where it's at, where, where the yeah. current state of LFR is. And it's pretty trivial now. I think... I mean, there are people there that don't need to be there except for, you know, farming Valor. And so I think that's a lot of what's going on are people are farming Valor because you get the Valor points, you can upgrade your gear with Valor upgrades. So that's happening, I think. And there were like one or two people out of every group that, you know, should be there. They were with that the right level to be there, the right eye level, their gear needed, you know, they needed to be there. And then I noticed a rather disturbing pattern. So you get in, and there's not really anything that you go in and fight one boss, and then you're out. There's some sub-bosses, and then you fight the final boss, and you're done with that wing. But what I noticed is when we got to the final boss of the wing in LFR, as soon as we'd engage the boss, there was literally one person turned their back to the boss and was looking over the edge. And I was running around doing some crowd control and picking up ads. And I went over and I'm like poking them. I'm like, are you, you going to do this thing? And then I, it, it dawned on me, there's nothing we can do. Unless we wipe, that person has a free ride for that boss. Because you can't kick him during combat and it's auto loot. It's personal huh, loot. They're going yeah. to get loot. There's nothing you can do. That's that's infuriating. It really was. I'm like, this... Uh, and, one person, like, I point out, I'm like, yeah, this person's just, you know, sitting there. The person's like, yeah, whatever. And like, we're not going to wipe it for them. Because then, you know, everybody else has an agenda. They have a time frame. They want to be in and out of LFR as fast as possible. So in the grand scheme of things, is it that big of a deal? No, not really, because I'm there to get my Valor points. I don't need any gear out of LFR. Sure, and if it was actually a problem of that person was causing wipes to happen because they're AFK, then they would get kicked. And they weren't causing that problem because we had the, I mean, it was such an easy fight. Right, so it's an easy fight. If you have 25 people going in there, you really only need 18 to get it down, then, right. you know. So they weren't causing any harm down. by doing what they were doing. But, uh, you know, my solution to this is bring back that sacrificial dagger. That would be the thing to do. Remember they had that in, in Mr. Pandaria. They had that one, sac- some sacrificial dagger kick and you could, and you would just die. What? I don't remember, remember that. the sacrificial no. dagger? So the sacrificial dagger was in some cave off of Timeless Isle, if I remember right. But it's, I'm you know, speaking off the top of my head. And raid teams got it because if they knew they're going to wipe, 
you just pull out your sacrificial dagger and it kills you. It's, on use, it kills you. <laughs> I have no memory of this. Oh, it's awesome. But you can't okay. use it now because it's like capped at 90. Oh, okay. So you can't use it, but you need to extend that cap because it was a fast uh, raid wipe mechanic. And I think it's oh, why they okay. quit using it. Yeah. Or they didn't let it extend because that's what it got used for. It was a cool little funny toy. And then, wait, if everybody gets us on the raid team, if we know we're going to wipe, you just, just sacrifice yourself. But I think they need that because if you're going to be a person who gets to that last boss in the LFR and, and, and then, you know, camps out because they don't need to be there, eh, just pull out your good. Just do it. Just Harry carry right there. You're going to get the loot. And if you're dead, I'm not going to be. You know what would happen, though? What? Someone would try to res them. And then you would waste the res on someone who just sacrificed themselves. <laughs> Even Archimond LFR is pretty easy now. Not unwipeable. You can still wipe if you don't do the mechanics right. If you, you know, there's certain mechanics you have to do. If you don't do them, they can still wipe the group or just take the fight uh, to the point that all the people who, you know, are at the level to be there are going to die. And it's going to be down to like two people struggling to get it done. Right. So if you haven't done that yet, I don't know if you, have you done LFR yet? Archimond? Have you seen that? No, fight at all? I haven't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. A couple in, times. In LFR? Yeah, in LFR. Okay. Not uh, anything higher, I don't think. Yeah, we need to get you. We need to get you your moves. Yeah. It's time. Is the time? It's time. Yeah. Get dust off my, uh, dust off my hunter. Dust off the like. hunter. <laughs> Go get a moose. It's. I don't know if it's still available or not now. Actually, maybe ahead of the curve is gone. I don't know. No, it shouldn't be. Then yeah, you need to go get it. Not until the uh, pre patch, the next expansion. You definitely need to go get it then. And that's uh, that's been my week in the, the Blizzard universe. Nothing else. Just just wow. What I did do, Freck, was archaeology. Archaeology. One of the things I you, said I'd never do. You made fun of me for doing archaeology Not all just the time. You, everybody. Made fun of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking offense to this. You shouldn't. You should not. All right. All right. At all. So here's the thing. It was a little bit of a catalyst that got me going. I have my level three garrison, which means I've got my level three mines, which means I'm getting archaeology fragments. Back in the day, I went, well, I got these fragments. Let me go train initially in archaeology so I can actually do something with these fragments. And so every so often, archaeology, you know, it would get to the point where I'd have to go train a little bit more to do more with those fragments because I was getting, you know, basic levels. And I was at about, I don't know, 350 or 250, one of those two, probably the lower one, probably 250. And like you, Freck, a little bit of a bug was going around our office, and I had a little bit of a bug over the weekend. Not to the severity that you had, but a little bit of a bug. And so on Sunday, which I think was the same day you were trudging around through Diablo, I saw you in Diablo, and I went, that sounds like something I should do. Something (laughs) mindless like Diablo. But then I had this nagging thought that if I'm wor- if I'm in Diablo and I'm not really working on my WoW stuff and I really want to be working on my WoW stuff, what mindless thing could I- archaeology? Okay, so I'm laughing because your thought process went. Frecklevase is in Diablo. I should play Diablo too, and then immediately open up WoW and then starts playing archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm. There's a little bit of disconnect there. <laughs> no, 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 no. The thought process went that I couldn't do that because what I was doing in Diablo wouldn't help me out in WoW at all. 
okay, but there is a Murloc pet in Diablo. I think I've got it. You should. No, you don't, because you gave your BlizzCon key oh, to your son, didn't right. you? Right. Yeah. So you could watch the the stream and. And that pet is awesome because he actually runs around and picks up your gold piles for you. I got a boomerang that does that, and I got it. I you got have it. a boomerang in Diablo? Not in Diablo, no. I got a boomerang in WoW that does it. Well, there's a lot more gold piles in Diablo. Yes, there's millions of gold in Diablo. <laughs> like 78 million gold. I know, it's like, it's crazy. So, it's like, can I transfer that, Blizzard? I wish, right? Yeah. So here I've got my you know my level three garrison and I'm like all right let me go train up somewhere what do I have to do this the hardest part on this for me was trying to figure out where to go train <laughs> to figure this out so I also had uh, a follower mission that either brought me back a keystone or a cache or some big archaeology mission and that was like the 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 finite catalyst on this whole thing so I trained up so I can get my next level and I, I Googled where I should go at that level and it directed me to go to Northrend. All right. And let me ask you this. When you Google stuff in a while, are you paying attention to the dates? Yes, I did. Okay. So is this something that someone posted? Roughly like, about a year ago. Okay. All right. So off to Northrend I go, which all is right. nice. A little bit of a nostalgia feeling. Sure. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And I immediately get there and I, I missed my bodyguard. I was like, what? Oh, that's right. I don't, he don't, doesn't yeah, come he to doesn't this He doesn't go to Northrend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I summon my Voidwalker. I'm like, all right, I got a Voidwalker. And now I am mindlessly doing archaeology. I'm walking right by mobs. I'm practically, you know, just nanny nanny boo but right in their faces. <laughs> they're like, like oh, that guy's scary. I'm yeah. just going to pretend like I don't see him. <laughs> I think the only time I ever aggroed someone if I actually walked through their own pixels. You know? <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, like, okay. Like, I gotta do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Know, like, I'd let them hit me, and I wouldn't do anything, because as soon as they hit me, they would aggro my, my void walker, and then he would fart on them, and they die. <laughs> it was like, ah, you got void farted. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad way to die. <laughs> it is. List of ways to die. <laughs> void farted. You know, it's not good. <laughs> So, so it was it was cool being in in Northern and far, in, in not farming but arky digging digging the stuff up doing the dig yeah, sites. Yeah, My complaint is still there. Surveying. Here's my, my this is one of the complaints I've always All had right. about archaeology. Okay. I get I get the dots, the lights, the red, the yellow, the green. I get that. Right. It's not normal. It should be a straight line instead of like oh look it's it's a cone. Yeah, and it points you like in a, in a particular direction. Go east, and you go east, and in the certain amount of distance you go, you get the right distance, and then you you do another survey. And it's like make an immediate right. I'm like, what am I making a right here for? You just pointed me straight, and now I went straight, and now I have to make a right. So, uh, oh, so you're using add-on or no? The add-on I used isn't one of the HUD ones. It puts the cone out in front of you. The okay. add-on I used is called Archie. Okay, and we'll get to that in a bit. But it gives you like a measurement of, of spaces to go. But my my point is I should go in the direction that the little uh, spyglass points me in. And that's not always true. Well, yeah. And here's here's the issue with that is when you do use an add-on, it, it's more accurate. It shows you what's actually happening. Is that, yes, when it points you in a direction, it's not necessarily pointing you in a straight line. It's giving you a cone. Right, a general direction to a go in. A general direction. So once you have a few points, when you do have um, the add-on going and you can see what overlays, it makes more sense. After a few digs and you have these few things going, 
you'll see where, you know, two or three of the cones overlap. And now you have a very small area where you can look. That's cool. So those cones stay on the ground, stay on your HUD anyhow? Yes, they do uh, until you dig it up. So I used Archie. I couldn't remember which one you used, and I really didn't want to uh, to spoil my, because uh, I, I had a goal. I wanted to get, you know, archaeology done and then surprise everybody. Oh, so, okay. So, so I, couldn't, I couldn't be like, hey, Freck, what add-on do you use for, uh, uh-huh. yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, it's not like we have all of our, you know, show outline notes uh, and you know. Google Drive, you know, on the cloud. And yeah, but not like I didn't talk about this. of them at this point. You can search. <laughs> Got a search function. That sounds a whole lot like work. <laughs> and remember why I'm doing this. Mindless Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I'll give you that. So, anytime... Here's the cool thing about uh, Archie, the add-on I was using. Anytime you have enough fragments to solve something, it would give you a ding. It would go ding, ding. And then you could right-click or left-click, and we'll talk about it on how to solve them. It was really cool that way. Okay. The other thing, which I think is native to without the add-on, is when I would have uh, a solve to do. It would say, hey, your current archaeology rank or points or skill, I guess, is X. Are you sure you want to solve this? Because what would happen is if you did solve that, yeah, you would get the points for solving, but you could not exceed the points and you couldn't, you would top out. Okay. So let's say you are at archaeology 290. If I'm at archaeology 290 and I'm going to get 12 points for solving something. With 15, but yeah. 15 points. So I'd be wasting the five points. I would waste five points. Because you hit your points. skill cap. Right. Okay, so it would remind you of that. It would say, you sure you want to do this? And I would go, no, I'm not sure. And then I'd have yeah. to search around where the next trainer was to, to get my next archaeology. Hmm. Or the closest one to where I was, whenever the might, you know. So when you initially trained, did you train from uh, Old World or did you train from Draenor? Old World. Ah, okay. This is where I made my mistake? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, because it's just like all the um, other professions that you pick up now in Draenor. When you learn Draenor profession, you get one through 700. Oh, I should have done that. So there's none of these <laughs> caps. Wow. Okay. So I so because I had to go to Shat, I had to go to Pandaria, I had to go to all these different places where that expansion's archaeology trainer was. You can literally, you can pick up archaeology, you can start at level one. But you can just do archaeology and Draenor. I know this now. And Pandaria, actually. And uh, Pandaria has these small dig sites. You see, that was one of my Which means it's a little easier. Yeah, I didn't like the large dig sites no, at all. No, very annoying. There was, the, there was the large ones I didn't like, and then any, anything with, like, rocky cliffs in it, yeah. I didn't like yeah. either. So, like I said, I bounced around all the expansions, all the capital cities. I skipped Pandaria altogether. I didn't want to deal with that. Okay. And then I, I hit 600. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, now I know I can go to Draenor in my mind. So I go to Draenor and I come out, I forget where I was, but there was a, a dig site relatively close to where I was and I went there. And the first thing that I uncovered was the book. And that got me the 700. And then within just a few, you know, short moments after that, maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, capped out. Whole process took less than six hours. That's not bad. And in that time, you know, I was, yeah, I would chat with friends. I, I ran a dungeon with somebody, you know, it's just, I was doing other stuff and coming back to it. I think it's one of the times I ran a wing in LFR and. And it was relaxing, right? It really was. And I ended up getting some pets, some T-Mog stuff. I got a toy. I got a toy that turns, it turns me into uh, something. What it turns me into? No, I forget now. Oh, the, um, the Naga one. Yeah, the Naga yeah. one. Yeah. It turns me into a Naga. 
All right. So you said you avoided Pandaria. Yes. So do you know what's different about Pandaria than the other continents? You've already told me it has smaller dig sites. It has smaller dig sites, but also whatever you dig up in Pandaria, um, like in Draenor, it turns into restored artifacts. Oh, okay. When you're digging up things in um, Eastern Kingdoms, Kalimdor, Outland, Northrend, you get basically a physical item for each um, solve that you have. Yeah, the trash. And you sell yeah, that. and it's trash, and you sell it for, you know, a couple gold here and there. But there were stored artifacts, and I know we've covered this, but for each um, solve, you either get one restored artifact, or you get a pristine version of that, which means uh, you get a quest, you go turn the quest, now you get three restored artifacts, and you get a physical copy of that item in your garrison. Mm-hmm. If you're in Pandaria, you get a physical uh, copy of that item in that seed of knowledge. Right. Because that place is phased for you. Yeah, and I do have some of those in my garrison, the pristine things, but I got those right. from, my, from my mines. Oh, okay. Yeah, in addition to that, you can use their stored artifacts as currency mm-hmm. to buy more fragments. So if you're like, oh, I really want this toy, it's uh, the Night Elf toy. Um, rather than going through those huge dick sites in Kalimdor, you can do it all in Draenor or Pandaria. Get the restored artifacts, turn it into these crates, you open up, you get a random amount of the Night Elf fragments. Yeah, I'm I'm getting into learning how the currency works. Okay. Uh, the add-on I used, Archie, got it from Curse, of course. Okay. Some of the stuff I like about it is you can solve artifacts with or without keystones automatically by either left-clicking or right-clicking. So if you have the keystones, you can right-click and it'll use your keystones automatically. You can bind the key to do automatic solves for you if you really wanted to. I didn't. I just I like the left clicking and right clicking. If you use Tom Tom, it can put an arrow to the closest dig site to you. I okay. just used. I don't have Tom Tom, mm-hmm. so I use just the the numbers because in the little in the HUD that it puts on there, it puts little boxes on your screen. It has the yardage away, so I just followed that in a map because it puts a little mini a little arrow on your mini map too. So I just followed right. that. It wasn't difficult. And as I mentioned, you get a little sound trigger when you have enough fragments or keystones to solve something with or without them. So I do think it's kind of cool because um, I use uh, Arc Helper and it doesn't let you know when you have enough to solve. Now, to me, that's something I like going and checking. I don't know, but it would be cool to have notification as well. Yeah, I liked it because it was one of those things where you would dig something up and go, is it going to ding? Because it was, like yeah. was kind of like a ship bell, like a ding, ding. It was kind of cool. Now, one thing Arc Helper does is you have the option to automatically mount you up when you do a survey and it's yellow or red distance away. Mount you up. Yeah. Like, because you, you, you survey. Survey, and, and it's red. And it but, automatically mounts you? Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. It is. You can turn it off or on, but options there. In Archie, you have a little circle on one of the boxes that changes color from green to yellow to red, which is the distance, minimum distance of where you should go. Oh, okay. So if you do a light and it turns, or you do a survey and it's yellow, you run until the green light turns yellow, and then you do another survey uh, at that point. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. It also, and I think yours does this as well, it has a, a site recorder, so it puts little dots every time you have a solve, and it keeps that in memory. So next time you go there, you know where you know where the artifacts are going to be. Yeah, at least you have an educated guess. Because there are a few spots that are the kind of designated nodes, you know, where it can spawn or it won't. And that's one of the things that I noticed that I really liked after a while is like, you know what? Okay, I get 
the mentality behind this. I right. know where they're going to put stuff. They're not going to leave it out in the middle. You really yeah, yeah, it's stuff. not going to be in the middle. It's always going to be by a tree or by a rock. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of get used to that visual, and you're like, all right, well, you get better at guessing, and then you're faster at it. Exa- you know, that's exactly right, because I noticed that I like after a while, I'm like, they're going to put it right there. And right. you run right over to it, like you do one that's like red, you look way over to, ah, there's a tree, I'm going to go by that tree. Right, you know, right. <laughs> fly over to the tree, land, survey, there's a little dude's head, all right, good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're done. Now, here's something, here's what I learned in this whole process. It's not about archaeology being fun or boring. It has nothing to do with that. It's about filling that bar up, getting that next thing, solving the next artifact. It's that proverbial carrot that Blizzard just so expertly dangles in front of us. Definitely. And that is one of, I know me. (laughs) And that is one of my apprehensions about getting involved in something is like, if I get involved now, I'm not going to stop until it's all the way done. And so it was just, it was good timing and I got it all knocked out. I was a little surprised when I finished because I thought the next day there might be some kind of a daily or something. And there's, there's no, no daily. And so now I understand that I, I see these fragments that I have. I know what I'm trying to solve and I have to solve that to get to the next thing. So I wish there was a way you could like, I don't want to solve that. It's trash, but no, <laughs> you have to solve that. Yeah. Yes, it's trash. So it's part of me wishes you didn't know what you were working on. But I, I guess, yeah, you know, I, can see that. But I guess in a way, would you go, well, if you didn't know what you're working on and you went, you know, like, well, I need 125 fragments to solve this. And you really spent the time to get those 125 fragments. And then it was junk. It's not going to be junk if it's 125, though. Like all the rare ones take a lot. And then the ones that are common take a lot less. Okay, so, yeah. but if you knew you were, I don't know, there's something. No, about I, it. I know what you mean. Like, it would, it would feel more like you were an archaeologist to not know what something is until you have all the pieces together. It's not like you're going to pick up a bone and go, oh, clearly this is a raptor. Let me find all the other bones. No, you're going to get the skeleton together and then go, okay, this is a raptor. This is what I think a raptor looks like. But now we think they had fur or feathers. <laughs> we're not sure. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, I've I've thought the same thing before, but uh, from a carrot angle, yeah, it does make it does give me more motivation. If it's like, ooh, I'm getting, uh, you know, the the fossilized raptor mount. Now I that's totally different. Fragments. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you land on something or it's your turn to solve something really cool, see, my problem with that uh-huh. is I would not stop. Like if I knew I was working on a mount. Oh, yeah, no. You didn't just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So I try not to. If I, if I know, like, okay, I'm going to come home. I have time to do my garrisons and do some, and then uh, maybe just go to bed or whatever. Archaeology ain't going to come up. No. I'm not gonna even going to look at it because if I look at it, I go, oh, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> and then, yeah, there goes the rest yeah. of the evening. But, yeah, it's off the whiteboard. It's done. Well, good. Um, now you can stop making fun of me. No. Oh, <laughs> at least for this. No. What do you mean no? <laughs> but in that, uh, I did get that. That was all. That was all my professions. So okay. first aid, cooking, fishing, archaeology. But you just wanted to check it off. Yeah. Okay. Done. done. But and here's the thing: is now. I'm well, it's not myself, done until you have all this stuff. Yeah. And I have to ask myself: Is that something I want to continue into Legion or not? Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. They have new stuff, new toys, new pets, new mounts. Yeah, and and I just got to worry about you know: Is there going to be? 
you know, how, what are they going to do with professions? We, you know, it's changing everything and new expansion. Yeah, they change everything, but, you know, archaeology is fairly new. They introduced in a cataclysm. They've just made quality of life improvements. You know, they're not going to take it away. They're not going to revolutionize it. Yeah. You know. We'll see how that, you know, how it affects when Legions is fully out. I haven't jumped into the beta that much. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But, yep, that's off the old whiteboard of no. Hey, folks, when you're out there shopping online, you know, buying that stuff that you buy, if you do us a huge favor, head on over and use our Amazon link. That's at hearthcast.com forward slash Amazon. It'll take you right on over to Amazon. Everything works exactly the same as it's always worked for you. Except a little bit of what you spend comes back our way. It doesn't cost you anything else. We just get a little bit of a referral fee. And we do thank everybody who has been using that. It's been really fantastic. And it really helps us offset some of the costs we have here making this show for you guys. Hearthstone is going wild. Wild! Now, Hearthstone is going to soon be split into two different modes, Standard and Wild. Wild! I'm going to say that every time you say wild. No. Wild! No, no, no. Oh, come on. Nope. It's on my whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) But is it a wild board? (laughs) All right. That was it. That was the last one. Was it? Yep. Oh, come on. (laughs) You used it up. Oh, man. So they're introducing standard mode. Um, Standard mode means they're going to limit the amount of cards or actually the type of cards that can be used to make decks. Um, We're going to be limited from a pool of basic, classic, and cards that are released in the current and previous calendar year. So they're going to go back one year. Right. Okay, I like that. So when this is introduced, that means that you can still play from uh, Argent Tournament, from Black Rock Mountain. But Curse of Naxxramas and Goblins versus Gnomes will not be valid in this play mode. Now, the wild format is basically how Hearthstone is now. Cards from all expansions can be used. So that's not going away? No. Okay. Both modes are going to have their own ladder, as in their own ranked system. Um, both modes you can use to earn quest and to get the monthly card back. Now, they're going to be doing away with uh, the expansions, as in being able to buy specifically Goblin versus Gnomes card packs or being able to go back and do the Adventure Mode Curse and Xeramus. Does that mean going forward there's no more expansion card packs, or, or is that just... Well, what it'll be is it'll be integrated into the dust system. Uh-huh. So, like right now, from Curse and Xeramus, um, Mad Scientist, for example is used a lot in uh, Paladin or Mage decks um, or any other decks that use secrets. So that's an important card, but right now for new players to get that, they have to purchase, you know, the expansion for $25 and play through it and get a bunch of cards that aren't really being used right now. Mm, Okay. So moving forward, if a player wants a card from an older expansion, they just have to come up with enough dust to craft it. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Right. That's actually better for the player base because you're not wasting money and feel like you're wasting money. Yeah, exactly. And your time. But then again, you wouldn't, unless it's on the wild deck, you couldn't use, you couldn't go back and craft, like you said, this wild witch doctor card. What'd you say? Mad scientist. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. 
So you can craft this mad scientist card and use that in the standard play mode. No. Okay, only the one. Only one. Okay, right. makes sense. No, I got it. But you wouldn't have to go spend the money for that anymore and your time to get that card. You just get the right. Dust just and yeah, just it. the money that you would spend normally in you know buying packs and getting dust. Now Blizzard in their competitive tournaments, the ones that are sanctioned to move forward um, up in the ranks, they are only going to support standard mode. Makes sense again. But I'm sure there's going to be all, like, wild tournaments and make-your-own-rule tournaments. Well, sure. For the fireside gatherings, um, you know, the ones where they award card backs for playing with friends. I mean, those can be wild. Sure. It doesn't matter. It's casual. No, it makes sense. It levels the playing field. This is great. It does. Um, It solves a few problems. It solves the barrier to entry to new players. It's been a problem now where, where the more expansions they've released, the harder it's been for new players. When we were at BlizzCon, that came up in the when we're sitting in the audience, a guy said, look, I'm trying to get my buddy into this, but he's going to have to buy this and then this and then this, and it's going to end up costing him like just bukus of bucks right. to get where I am right now, and he doesn't want to do that. Right. And that's when Ben said, yeah, and we're working on that. Yeah, and they, they've been saying stuff like that, like, oh, we're working on it, but not giving anything definitive. They've been evasive on the details. They've been kind of skirting the question. But this just goes to show that they've been aware of the problem, have been working on it, but it's been too early in the process for them to say anything about it. And this is going to solve a lot of issues in balance. Because right now the developers are forced to balance new cards against cards from all expansions. And it's really tricky. Yeah, and you mentioned that before, like you said, with the Mad Scientist or the Boom, Boom. Dr. Boom. Dr. Boom. Yeah. Right. That's been an issue. Right. So in order or now, instead of having to counteract that or find something that... It changes the way the meta works a a lot. It does. Yeah. And now you you don't have to design a card... And then worry about three years ago, the card you made that never had any intentions of working that way. It could be some crazy little left-handed Murloc card. And suddenly that little left-handed Murloc card becomes the de facto card that everybody needs to defeat this really cool card that they spent like weeks making. Right. So it's that law of unintended consequences. To counter that, they go, no, you cannot use those cards. They're just, they just don't work anymore in, in this mode play or play, you know. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, reading this announcement, it just it just makes so much sense, um, just for several reasons. Um, the biggest thing that people had a problem with, like not understanding the mindset, is that the, uh, the devs have been very hesitant to make balance changes to cards. As in, this is a digital card game, which means at any point in time, if they want to change how a card works, change how much it costs, change how much damage it does, etc., they can do that. You don't have that ability with something like Magic. But here you have a digital card game and they have had you know, every opportunity to change cards up as they need to. And they've only done it a few times. There has been some cards that just got way out of hand for how easy they were to play. And they have had to make changes. But every time they have done so, it's always been after the card has been an issue for a while. And after there's been a lot of outcry and they just, it, it's almost like they did it when they had no other choice. 
they are not sitting there and proactively changing cards. And they have come out and said, well, we don't want to make balance changes to cards. We want to add more cards to balance it out. Either both of those solutions are bad, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> because, number one, if if you are a person who is committed to the game and you understand how cards work, in your mind you're formulating how cards work together. If they change how a card works, now all that formulation that you have gotten used to in your mind is now negated. Right. And the same goes for them just adding new cards. Like, okay, we're going to fix the problem, but, you know, that's just a larger Band-Aid. Because all they're doing is prolonging the problem by putting more cards in there. Then you get our, our infamous left-handed Murloc throws in there again. And another card down the road has to be created to counter that, which might have an effect on one even previous to that. Right. But it does make more sense why they would be so adamant about not making changes to cards when their overall design is that however a card plays out... After a certain amount of time, it's no longer valid. That is the key. Right. That's the one. It's like, it's not just we want to make more cards. It's we're going to solve the problem by making new cards and invalidating old cards. Exactly. So, yes, they're making new cards. But if you look at something like Dr. Boom, which is a very um, overpowered legendary card, are they going to try to make a new card that overshadows that? It'd be really tricky. But they don't have to. They're just taking out a standard play. I just imagine there's this really, really crazy flowchart somewhere in the Hearthstone office where the guy's like making a new card and he comes out of out of his cubicle. He's been in there for like a week slaving over his new uh, left-footed Murloc. And he comes out, he's like, guys, 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 I got a left-footed Murloc. It's a this, it's a that. And here's the thing and it does a special. And he kind of go... All right, put it up on the flowchart. It's almost like the whiteboard, but it's not. <laughs> and they put it up on a flowchart, and you start doing this yes-no type thing, and then they realize that, okay, well, you remember in the the Gnome expansion where we did all these mechanical stuff? Where well, there's this mechanical chicken in there. And if that mechanical chicken comes out when this guy is played, then if there is a this thing... From the initial, you know, it just gets yeah. so complicated. It's very complicated. And then and then you have the guy in the corner who just curls up in the fetal position because, you know, he's like, you know, he just can't handle it anymore. Uh-uh. Well, so it also explains their kind of dodginess in response to players asking for more deck slots. Are we getting more? Yes, we're getting more. Right before the standard is released, there are going to be... Uh, putting on a patch that basically increases your deck slots from 9 to 18. Doubling it, then. Doubling it. I did that math fast. You like that? I know. <laughs> well, doubling it because now you have standard and wild, so you would they're giving you enough to have one deck of each type for um, each mode. Dumb question because I know it's early. Okay. Is it 8 for standard and 8 for wild, or could you pick and choose whatever you wanted to do? No, you can choose whatever. Okay. You just have 18 slots. That's cool. Right. So... Now, here's the thing. People have been asking for more deck slots for a while. They have, at first, they said, well, we don't think players need it. They said people can use spreadsheets. They've said it's been confusing to new players if they introduce more deck slots. They came up with all the reasons under the sun why they didn't want to put it out. So, 
Well, I say it explains. I don't know. Like they're they're bundling in more deck slots with this because there is no way for them to release this new format without giving us new deck slots. Because it would almost be kind of impossible to play. And I was like, oh, I have two different modes, nine types of decks, only have nine deck slots. It would irritate a lot of people. It would, because you've now, in essence, Blizzard has doubled the amount of ways we can play. So you might as well double the amount of card slots we can have. Now notice, they didn't increase it from nine to 27. Nine to 27. No, they didn't. They no, 18. Nine, 18. So they're still giving players the minimum amount that they need. So they're still showing hesitancy to give players a lot. But you can see now how it's tied in and why they have been um, reserved about saying when it's coming other than just, you know, saying like, well, at some point. They finally acknowledged that, yes, we'd be getting more deck slots at some point. But people didn't really understand, like, just give it to us now. Well, yeah. And they're they're bundling it with this because it's a necessity for wild mode. Yeah, the get it now or give it to me now, welcome to our society. That's true. You know, we want to we wanna order the pizza on our phone and have it at our house in five minutes. Of course. You know. With a coupon for a free breadstick. At least, or one of them chocolate pizzas for dessert. So it was interesting, so I was talking to uh, my husband about this, who played Magic all through his teenage years and has played Hearthstone. And his thing was like, well, they could just charge more for deck slots and people would buy it. Like, they could keep the basic at nine, have you pay $20 for more. It's like people would buy it. And it's like, yeah, they could. And people would buy it. Uh, uh, uh. However. Pay to win, Blizzard. Well, it's not even pay to win because it, it's a convenience thing. Yeah. But even with convenience thing, I, I've it seems like when Blizzard charges for something, it's usually something that you feel happy to do. Like you don't really feel obliged to do it. it you know, if the if the players felt like, oh, Blizzard is twisting our arms to get us to spend money, that's exactly what it would do. Hundred percent, because you just—if you're Blizzard, right? Right—and you just said, "Hey guys, we're introducing this whole new play mode. You can do all this wild stuff, and and all all your old cards. You can't use them in the new thing, but you can use them in this old play right. style. And you're not giving me a whole set of new deck slots, or you're going to charge me to get nine more. Right, right. No, that's a money grab. At that point, that is one hundred percent a money grab. It is. There are plenty of companies that do that. Um. A lot of microtransaction games like thrive on this type of stuff, charging for uh, quality of life things. But it's just not something that Blizzard does. So I'm really glad that they, you know, they're upgrading all the players to 18 deck slots. And this announcement also makes sense because if you do look at its predecessor, Magic the Gathering, um, which a lot of it is based off of, it's got very similar format. They have the same thing. They have standard and modern, but then they have a whole bunch of other variations to it. Um, so that was something that people who had a background in magic kind of went with Hearthstone and was like, well, they're going to have to do that eventually because that's what magic had to do to keep it, you know, that's such an old game. So many expansions. It's like, it would be overwhelming if they didn't. And Hearthstone is looking to become, you know, that way they've already said they want Hearthstone to last at least 20 years. And when they're putting out new content, you know, three times a year. You know, it would become unmanageable very quickly. It's, Indeed. Yeah, it's almost gotten to that point already. 
And so this is a good fix for that. No, I'm on board. I think it is good. And I'm just a very casual player of the game. But I like the fact that this is coming. Because that's always been one of my complaints is when I start to, if I challenge somebody and they have cards that I don't have, or, you know, because I didn't buy an expansion or I didn't do this or I didn't hear, you know, crazy card comes out. I'm like, what is that? You know? Right. Yeah. And I know that something that, you know, you were um, starting to get into Hearthstone a little bit a couple of months ago and um, I guess you kind of lost interest a little bit, but, and it's part of it. It's overwhelming. It's a lot. There's a lot of losses. I'm like, I'm tired of losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you came in at a disadvantage as a new player. Right. Without any good way easy way to catch up you know you couldn't just, and i know you if you could just you know throw 50 dollars at it hey. and get caught up you would but it was Maybe. it was like oh i'd have to buy this expansion this expansion and sit there and, and take hours to play through all the yeah. wings and get all those cards it's the time i don't want it the, is time. the time now if you want to still play through the old expansions and you haven't uh curse and Exoramus, you can still play through it the whole thing uh forever as long as you purchase the first wing before um this a standard and wild mode is introduced. All right, so now's the time for people to go out and buy those expansions if you haven't. If you have any interest in ever playing through them because they are the access to them, we shall say, is going away. Right. I mean, they are fun, you know, and after this comes out, there's there's not really any point to it because any of the cards that you would need, and again, need is in quotes because, you know, ranked play, you know, it doesn't matter. You won't be able to use them. But if you want those cards in your deck, you'll still be able to craft them. But if you want that whole experience of going through an X Ramus, um, you just want to make sure that you've purchased at least the first wing before this comes out. And um, that's all we know so far. But uh, really excited for it. They said it's going to be released in the spring. So, you know, TBA. Soon. Soon TM. I was I was gonna say something like spring TM, but you can't really trademark that. There's a definite spring. Yeah, spring ish maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to that because I think that's something that's gonna bring me uh, back into the game. I'm really yeah. Well, good. Yeah, I'm excited and I am ready to go wild. Folks, a little bit of housekeeping notes here. Um, AOE is back. So if you're interested in playing a little bit of AOE, a round of AOE, which is our little game the closest to the pen, you know, every number is a new, uh, numerical answer, rather. Every answer yeah. is numerical. No wrong answer, just a more right one or a less wrong one or an exact answer. Now, we do have a few games that we need to get caught up. Yeah, we, we got, got we, we owe We owe some people some AOE games where we can open them back up, but we're definitely excited to get that back up and running. So we got a backlog, we'll, run, we'll get through the backlog, and then once the backlog is done, uh, then every, that's back open for everybody. And just for playing, the Curse Premium is still there. You you get that. And for winning, you get three months of Loot Crate. That's still there. Never went away. Just had some hardware changes in here, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's back, and I'm excited, uh, ready to get back into that's one of That's one of my favorite things that we do. Love talking to people and interacting with them on the show. It's just a, such a great thing. Another great thing is if you could just rate us on iTunes, go out there and give us, you know, give us a nice review. We appreciate those. It lets us know how we're doing. Let's other people know how the show is, if it's going to be something that they enjoy. Lunar Festival is going on. That's going to be happening up until the uh, 15th. Um, And then we have Love is in the Air coming up. That's my favorite holiday of all time. 
So I'm excited. Don't you get like sad because you have all those perfume bottles? That whole issue doesn't it nag I, it you? It does nag me, but I don't care. I just I love I love this holiday. You don't be caring. Nope. Or Sharon. <laughs> or Bernice. I don't share anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do want to give a shout out to our buddy Cuddles? I was on his show on uh, show number forty of the Game K Show. Talked about us, the the show, and how Wow has changed over the years. Cuddles has to be the most lucky Wad baby I've ever met. Just started playing with Warlords. Just started playing. He's got Ashes of Alar. Nice. He's got Invincible. Oh wow! Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> like all these rare mounts. He's like, oh yeah, I got that. Is, is that supposed to be like a hard thing? <laughs> but and then he goes like like the other night i was you know watching his, his show i was and hanging out on his chat channel and we're just professions came up and i was like well you just change your professions it's like oh you can change professions oh <laughs> so he's still got that baby thing going on yeah. but he's got these rare mounts it's like what kind of paradox what's going on dude <laughs> So, yeah, no, he's a cool guy. So you want to definitely check out uh, the game case show and uh, you can listen back to the episode that you were on, even though, yeah, I was there for the live show. You were. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but you can still catch it. Yeah. And I would, you know, hang on. It's, it's a fun chat room to hang out in. Mm-hmm. There's, a lot, there's some local folks there. Uh, he talks about FlizzCon. So <laughs> we're doing FlizzCon here in the uh, Orlando I-4 corridor area, shall we say. Uh, everywhere from Daytona all the way over to Tampa. And uh, FlizzCon is coming up. Uh, you can check out the Game K Show for more information about that. We'll probably, I got the FlizzCon.com domain, so we'll have something going on there unless Blizzard just hammers us with the <laughs> ban hammer on that oh, one. <laughs> don't suggest it. But uh, I think FlizzCon is coming up here uh, soon. It's going to be at the Ren Fest. We're going to uh, Ren, uh, Renaissance Fest over there in Tampa. But for more details on that, just head on over to the Game Case Show or hit up Cuddles on Twitter. That's That's even more fun there. Big thank you to all of our friends and followers on all of the social media, the Twitters and the Facebooks. And as we close this show, we want to thank you in particular for listening. We love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support HearthCast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HearthCast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grip Network.